cat got your tongue. Maybe they didn't believe in Santa Claus. Maybe that's the problem. Good one. Everybody saw Elf. Sing Christmas karaoke. Yes. Just don't let the cat near the uh, plug. Especially if you have one of those like really creepy looking vans with no windows. My personal stuff is not near as exciting. You can hop on a video call with Santa. You did at grandma's house back in the day, right? Yeah, totally. It was what it used to be. And I was like, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Okay. We're getting into it. We're getting into it. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. It is finally December. Well, I know some of you started Christmas back in like August, but hey, the rest of us are ready to celebrate the seasonal festivities finally. But how? Everything's shut down this year. Nothing's happening. What are we even going to be able to do? Is Santa even going to come out from quarantine from the North Pole this year? Is Christmas even going to happen? I'm not panicked. Who's panicked? Nobody's panicked. Whoa, whoa, dude, dude, dude. Calm down. It's okay, Brian. Santa's still coming this year. Okay. Okay, good. I'm, I'm good then. I was a little worried about that. I'll tell you what. Why don't we have a little Christmas fun today? Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Let's rock it. Yippee-ki-yay, Merry Christmas. Wasn't that the actual clip that they put in for the the TV edited version? (laughs) Wasn't it? You know, it might have been. I don't remember, but yeah, the the TV edited versions of those movies are so funny. That's, by the way, that is my my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Nice. Um, Yes, it is a Christmas movie. It is. Um, A lot of people don't consider it so, but it's it's a holiday action film. Yeah. I agree. The irony was, I think the first time I watched it was in maybe February, I think. Like, I, I didn't yeah. see when it came out, but I, I think it was, you know, February or whatever. So for me, it's always been a February movie, even though it's clearly a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, when what year did it come out? 88. Come out, I, 88, yeah. So I was, I was still a little too young to watch an R-rated film at the time, although yeah. it didn't stop me, uh, you know. Um, but uh, so I definitely didn't see that one in the theaters. I saw it on VHS. Oh yeah, VHS. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably a, like a year later or something like that. Nice. So, but boy, did I watch the heck out of that film! Holy cow, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, oh man. Yeah, that that had to have been the edit though. Yippee ki yay, Merry Christmas! And you know, it's like Samuel Jackson on what was it, Snakes <laughs> on a Plane? Like. We got to get off this Monday to Friday plane fighting these monkey. What is it? Uh, we're going after these monkey fighting snakes or something. And I'm like, who edits this stuff? Oh, man. It's You know what, though? You got to wonder, like, did they do that on on purpose? Like, OK, let's have a little fun here and we'll make it hilarious. Or, or was that really the best they could do? That's a really good question. I bet it depended on the editor, to be honest, because yeah. some of them were probably like, I don't want to have to do this. I think it should be like it is in the film so i'm gonna make it really stupid and not match the lips at all oh yeah um and some of them try a lot harder i'm sure so well it's like in um galaxy quest when sigourney weaver when Mm -hmm. they go to the chomper scene 
And she's like, well, screw that. But clearly that is not what her mouth is saying. And it is very prominent. And you're just like, wow, that is wow. It's funny. I love it. Well, welcome to the real Brian show. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. We're here. It's December. We're going to have a good time. Captain, thank you for joining me. Oh, well, you know, what else am I going to do right now? To be honest, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> get a machine gun and say, ho, 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 ho. I'm curious. Uh, yeah. Have you named your studio yet? Well, not officially, but if you remember, we were playing, well, we were gaming. You said something about, you know, have you named the never ending studio yet? And I went, oh, that's it. <laughs> At least I like that. That was me. Yeah. The never ending studio, dude. I, I loved that. Cause you know, never ending story. And then I thought never we could go. See, it works. We've got a song for it and not to mention like I could name various things like the the luck dragon microphone or uh, I don't know the Artex um, mixer. What would be the hot seat? Mm. The nothing hot seat. Well, I was thinking if you don't give a good answer, you get sucked into the nothing or you, uh, you die into the did. swamps of sorrow. Answer. I can't believe I remember all these names. What was the name of the giant turtle that, you know, nobody, we don't care oh, about what a anything. Great part of the movie. Oh, yeah. He was so yeah, funny. That- there's so much. I mean, that movie still holds up. Yeah, it's old. It's old school puppets and whatnot, but it still holds up. It's still oh a gosh. good, valid family film. So the story yeah. is one of the most creative things I've ever seen still to this day. You're out there and you haven't had your kids watch that yet. You know, it's on your bucket list for your kids, right? Well, screw so. that. I mean, everybody needs to watch it, whether you have kids or not. This is an adult <laughs> film too, man. <laughs> I first saw that movie at a drive-in theater. It was one of the few drive-in movies I ever went to when I was a kid, but I saw that as a double feature with Star Trek 3, I believe. Oh, wow. The Search for Spock. I love Star Trek 3. That was one of the worst ones, but I just loved it. There was something about that one was just so charming. I don't know why. Do you have to ride Falcor to get to the part where you... Oh, yeah. No, wait. You know right. Your whole studio part is... The part where you rec- sit down and record stuff is pretty close to your door. No, no, it's not. no, no, no. Remember, it took 45 minutes running. So, yes, That's you have to right. ride Falcor from the door to the, to the actual desk yes. where the studio is, where the microphones are. Yes. And he has to go full speed. You know what he does is, and he starts going faster. Well, and, and you, have you, to, you have to call for Atreyu at least five times. Oh, at least. Or, or. Say my name. So, oh, Moonchild. There you go. Maybe that's Moonchild. what it is. The Moonchild something i mean we're gonna figure this out it could be the moon obviously we haven't seat. thought this out ahead of the show <laughs> no that's good we're, we're discussing we're trying to figure we'd love ideas please help us yeah. i think the never-ending studio is really cool that's a beautiful thing and then we could name everything and go well, crazy it with it describes the studio to a t yeah so the rock biter oh my gosh i'm thinking of all the characters now see we could we could have like the rock biter segment or the rock biter hot seat or something or Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back with some ideas. Help us, please. We'd love some yeah. ideas, though. What are you drinking today, Brian? It's time. Drinking Candy Cane Lane tea. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Your candy Cane Lane. Yeah, yes. of course. Is that a... Celestial Seasonings. Celestial. That's what I was thinking yep. of. Celestial Seasonings out of Boulder. Yep. They're still pumping stuff out, aren't they, right? Oh, yeah. They're still busy. Okay. I'm sure people are probably drinking more tea now than usual, but... Yeah. It's good, man. It's it's a mixture of peppermint and vanilla and I think milk thistle and some other really cool, cool flavors in here. A little bit, a little bit of cinnamon, good. but you know, you don't really taste the cinnamon too much, but it's really good. It just tastes I've always like liked peppermint tea, so yeah, yeah well, it does. And straight peppermint is very strong and this is very rounded, like a beautiful mouthfeel. So I like it. It's I haven't found any other tea shops to do anything quite like this, so I'm a big fan of this. But I'll tell you what, man. 
I'm getting ready to figure out a time to sit down and make my famous peppermint hot chocolate again this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that Santa really likes. You have to plan that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what I want to do is because some of our neighbors now we we always have a Christmas party for our neighbors and our friends. We can't do that this year. And I was like, dang it. So, you know, usually we get the compliments and people going, dude, your hot chocolate's freaking amazing, bro. It's dude, like the sludge from the, the uh, sludge swamp, from God's the swamp from thing. between God's toes, dude. Oh, no. It's, yeah. God's, it's better than God's toes cheese, bro. It's pretty much. Right? Oh, man, it's so good. Anyway, you know, we, we've got a bunch of surfers <laughs> that come to our, our party and they're like, yeah, bro, we just totally love your your pep. Anyway, peppermint hot chocolate's amazing. It, it is <laughs> And I make it extra thick on purpose because then you can take it and you can, you know, basically eat it or have like the sipping chocolate style. Or if you want to add a little milk or cream or I don't know, something to it, whatever you want to drink, you know, then you can thin it out a little bit. You can put it in your coffee. It's basically just a wonderful base that people can take and do whatever they want with. I think last Christmas, either last Christmas or the previous Christmas when I was over at your house in studio, I got to sample that and it was quite good. So yeah. In the meantime, I thought I could make some extra, and this is what I meant by timing, and then do it where, I mean, just to be super, super safe, I would do it where I would be wearing a mask, I'd have the windows open, you know, I'd make sure all my hands are super clean and everything, and I'd go in and I'd make some, and then I'd take some to the neighbors in a way that's like, don't worry, this is like contamination free, or at least (laughs) as minimized as possible, you know, that kind of thing. But that's why I was thinking it'd be fun. And then, of course, I'm trying to find some spice cider. The cider base that I get is at Trader Joe's, and they only have it for a certain part of the season. And getting to into Trader Joe's to get anything at all is is a nightmare. Interesting. Yeah, you should be able to get decent ciders year-round at King Supers, bro. Yeah, but it's not the same. The, the specific... <laughs> yeah, bro, man, we should just talk like this. So, so here's what I'm saying, Tony. So, like, the... The cider, it, it's called spiced cider, bro. And it's like, it's yeah. it's the only one that I've ever tasted that tastes like real fresh apples. And it is amazing. Uh. And then I go and I, I, you know, spice it up and make it better. But it's the best one I've found. And they said within 30 to 60 minutes, it's sold out every single time that they get a shipment in. And there's a one to three hour line to get in. Okay. Because Wait, you like, can only have so many just people for anything at, the time. at Trader Joe's. Yep. Just to get into Trader Joe's in oh, the morning, wow. it's a one to three hour line. And I'm like, nope. So I'm trying to find cider so that I can make some cider. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm sure um, King Supers probably has something crappy. Whatevs. Um, probably tastes like, you know, Jolly Rancher, Apple Jolly Rancher. Nah. We can't do a lot this year. I'm sad. We don't have the parties. We don't have, there's this, uh, this thing that one of the churches puts on. It's called the living nativity and people act out the nativity scene outside every year. They've done it every year for over 50 years at the same church. And this is mm. the first year that they won't have it. A lot of firsts this year. It uh, sucks. That's, that's going around. We are going to share some fun and creative ideas for celebrating the holidays. Even with COVID here in 2020, we have some cool ideas. So for those of us who are like, man, we're sad. We don't get to do all the cool things we normally get to do. Fear not. We have some ideas, maybe not as good as the normal, you know, cool ideas we get to do, but it's better than nothing. So stay tuned for that. We moved in three weeks ago now, as of tomorrow, three weeks ago. Wow. Already. Jeez. I know. But here's the cool part. The living room, the kitchen, the dining room, and the bedroom and the bathrooms are done. So the only thing that's left is just finishing up hanging pictures and organizing basically here in the studio and then in Sarah's office. And that's it. Then we have a couple more boxes just to kind of go through to figure out and then a little bit of organization in the storage closets. But I mean, the last two moves we did, holy cow, that was so much more work and it took months and months, but it was like three weeks. We're almost done. This is crazy. So has an right. has an attack moved into the old place. Yeah. 
Really? Oh, sweet. Wow. You live right next to her now. That's I know. Cool. I'm so excited. And what's neat, though, is that, you know, she has the old studio and I think she got lost the other day. So I had to go and, you know, <laughs> well, of like, course, she should just leave that door shut. You know, that's yeah, my advice. I thought about I mean, use it for it. storage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 one more thing. I'm sorry. I, I'm so excited about this. So Ooh. at the old condo, you know, we were upstairs. We had basically a little tiny porch and then, you know, stairs. So you could put up some lights around the banister or. And then, you know, around the actual small little tiny porch and it was fun. We always did lights and not everybody, unfortunately, does lights in condos or apartments or that kind of thing. You know, I think people do Usually lights for more good in, reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some do. Some do on their, their back porch and stuff. Some will do it in like townhomes. But usually you see the lights mostly in housing neighborhoods. Right. But we got some sweet neighbors, man. And I don't know why they don't do lights. I know part of it is that we don't have external outlets. That's probably the biggest reason. <laughs> yeah. I think That's I just realized why. <laughs> well, anyway, um, three solved. Yeah. They, well, some of us, uh, you know, would go through the window and run the electricity that way, right. you know, which was fine, but I get it. Some can't do it. So where we moved over to the, the new place that's a little bit bigger again, same, same place, same condo area, but our next door neighbor does have an external outlet, which is awesome. He's like, yeah, just run over your extension cord and use ours. So we did. And I got oh, a chance nice to put him. light. Well, here's the other thing too. We live on, a, on an end. Unit. We actually have like an outdoor patio area in the front. And then we have a long walkway, the carport roof and all of that. And then we have trees, bushes, et cetera, along the walk. Well, it's just like a house. Let's line the carport all the way around through our neighbor's area too. So they can get the joy of it as well. And then of course, putting lights up on the trees and the bushes and all around. And so I, I put up what we have and next year I will attempt to get more, but we lampooned up. So excited. Nice. It looks good. Just don't let the cat near the uh, plug. Oh, I know. I know. But you don't have a cat. If that thing had um, nine lives, you sure spin them all. <laughs> <laughs> My personal stuff is not near as exciting. My wife and I got a pulse oximeter a couple mm. weeks ago or a few weeks ago. Nice. Just because, you know, the, with, with COVID going, you know, running rampant right now, one of the primary danger signs is a low o- blood oxygen level, right? So anything yeah. under 90% is, uh, okay, keep an eye on that. Or if it goes too much lower than that, you got to go to the doctor. So my wife and I make a point randomly during the day, oximeter me. And so each of us will put the thing on our finger and check. And it's usually in the high 90s or 100. We bought something that is that could help save our lives potentially Yeah, uh, that we just have a little fun with every day. So, you know, a awesome. little toy. No, it's good though. And in fact, I, I, you know, I don't have one, but I did hear that the latest Apple watch, the series six mm-hmm. has an oximeter on it as well. Oh, neat. and so, which is good. I mean, I don't know how accurate it is, but I mean, their EKG is pretty dang accurate. In fact, I was talking to my cardiologist about that and I said, how accurate is this? And he said, actually, you'd be surprised. So I thought oh, that's really I would cool. Be surprised. That's cool. That's neat. Yeah. I love tech, you know, all the tech. I still, I love technology. Lots of tech, yeah. Not as much as you, you see. Um, sorry, I, I, now that. <laughs> you sounded like Terry from Reno 911. <laughs> that was from Terry. Napoleon Dynamite, dude. Do you remember the oh, song guy, at the he, end when he's, he's singing that? <laughs> I totally forgot that. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's singing to La Fonda at their wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the wedding. Yeah. And it was so awesome. And uh, Napoleon on that stallion. Yes. Or was it a mare? I tamed I don't know. a wild honeymoon stallion. Dude, what a great. <laughs> that's a movie to go back and watch. I'm sorry. <laughs> so funny. Uh, okay. Well, good stuff. Speaking of technology, I've been experimenting with Plex. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Plex, it is a sweet little app slash program slash server, et cetera, where you server, can store yeah. all of your digital movies and TV shows, whatever you own. 
and basically, you know, keep it all in one spot. Watch it. I Very love Plex. Nice. Um, it's one of the best things that's happened to me in the last two years. Oh, yeah. Plex. So I know like both of us are using it. Lord Thunder is the one who introduced me to it. And now your uh, your friend up too late is the one who I think introduced you to it. Up too late goes a little overboard with it, and I think you're about to go there. So, <laughs> well, so up too late is all, he and I have been going back and forth with emails for a while, and I'm like, we we got to we got to bring Lord Thunder into this because he needs to jump in on the conversation. Then up too late's giving me all of I said what what settings are you using and all that, and he's sending me all this stuff. And the last email he sent, I was like, that was some of the most detailed, not only explanation about some of the terms that are used, but also like, okay, here are the settings, and here's what the settings actually mean. And I thought, wow, I learned so much about that. It was pretty funny, like how much up too late absolutely nerds out on that kind of stuff. And and some of it goes oh, way 100%. over my head, but I'm just like, this is fun. He's like Mike. He's like a tech nerd where, you know, he he likes to wallow in the like he memorizes uh, <laughs> part numbers and and, you know, the QX 13, you know, you're going to get a better buy out of that because the QX 14, uh, uh, the 14 is, it, though, it, is, is better, though, because it's got yeah. <laughs> It came out like three months later and it's supposed to be better, but it's actually like 5% less efficient. And, you know, so just go to Worst Buy and tell them, hey, you can take this back. I want this one back. I know it's old. Don't give me any crap. Come on now. Oh, my gosh. That is, by the way, some of the, well, maybe not exactly the the numbers and stuff, but that's the kind of conversations that I pop in on sometimes on Wednesday night game nights. I'll jump in on Discord. Mike and up too late. Well, and sometimes like I think uh, Attila's got in on it and I mean a bunch of people have gotten in before, but I jumped in and they're I'm not kidding. They are talking, I don't know if it's part numbers or version numbers or something. I don't even know, but they're talking like that and I'm just going, I don't have a clue what's going on, but this is really fun yeah. to listen to. I don't have a clue what's going on and I just play while I wait for them to get done with the conversation and do my own thing. So, yeah, but I yeah. learn a lot from them, honestly. Like the I know that I they, they, they have a lot of tech speak that goes, you know, if you're not in the industry with them, you don't have a clue what's, what they're talking about. It's fun to learn, though, because then I'll say, OK, I'm sorry, I don't have a clue. Explain it to the, you know, the, the layman over here who is not an engineer. <laughs> and then they go, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And I learn a ton about this stuff. And honestly, yeah, it really helps good, because good that's one of the reasons I was able to build my, you know, black beast so efficiently and so beautifully. And also, this is why I'm having fun with Plex is that one of the things we keep talking about is file sizes. There's the the balance between the f- the size of the file, you know, so you have your hard drive space, of course, and the quality of the, in our case, the movie or the TV show. You don't want to lose quality, but you do want to shrink the file size. There's a balance there. It's been interesting kind of watching Lord Thunder and Up Too Late kind of experiment with it and look at some of the different settings and you know, well, if you're on a, a TV that's like less than 85 inches, for example, you're fine. But if you go bigger than that, then you might see something different. And anyway, wow. th- it's been interesting. For those of you in listening who have not messed with Plex yet, don't be intimidated. It's really not that difficult. It's no. speaking personally. I don't get into all that technical nitty gritty. I like to do it as simply as possible, which granted will result in sometimes significantly less video quality for someone watching it on a really big screen. But I watch almost all my Plex stuff on my iPhone. It looks almost like HD on my iPhone screen because it's so small. So so yeah, don't be intimidated by all no. this talk about all the stuff they're doing with Plex. It's really not as bad as it sounds. So. No, and you got to understand that that's what they nerd out on. So for the rest yes. of us, it's like, okay, I want, a, I want my movie or my TV show. I want control of it. I want to be able to watch it on any device. I want the file size to be small enough so that, you know, I don't run out of storage. 
and I want the quality to be good and make it look good on my TV and also my phone. That's it, right? Yeah. Easy to do. It's really actually not that hard. If you have a decent DVD collection, if you get it all on Plex, it's like having your own personal Netflix is what it is. Yeah. And what's so, neat is that anyway. you can watch it anywhere. And I think that's been the coolest thing is that, you know, if you if you do go on a trip or if you go over to your your family's house or your friend's house or whatever, you know, when you can. And you're just like, dude, let's watch a movie off my Plex. You know, you don't have to bring over your DVD and hope they have a DVD player and everything else, you know, that stuff. Because people don't anymore. I mean, it's but everything's streaming. But yes, but you do have to, and this is key, you do have to make sure that whatever computer you are hosting your Plex server on is not asleep when you're yeah. somewhere else <laughs> and you want to watch something. If your computer's set to go to sleep like mine is after a couple hours, then your Plex server also goes to sleep and you can't watch anything. So... And here's the other thing, too, because I, I think we talked about this, but I was reading where Amazon had that whole thing where if you buy movies on Amazon, you know how you can go into Amazon Prime and you can buy your movies and they're, they're yours. Yeah, but they're not. And if they right. lose licensing, they take the movie away from you, even though you just spent $20 on it. This is why I want Plex is because I don't want to mess with that kind of ownership crap anymore. It's like <laughs> I own the freaking movie. Don't take it from me. I bought it. I've spent right. $20 on it. So I'm putting it on my Plex. Screw you, you know? During my little diatribe about what I was just talking about, Plex, my iPhone next to me heard me say, seriously, I think, and I'm trying to keep it from hearing. And then I, and it heard me say Plex. And so it thought, so Siri thought I want that she should play Plex. And so all of a sudden oh, nice. my phone starts playing Stargate Atlantis. No way. And I'm like, where's that coming from? Oh, that's awesome. Oh. <laughs> so while you were talking, I'm like, what, what, what is that? <laughs> it was my phone started playing my, play, my awesome. Stargate. Anyway. And what a great show too. Uh, uh-huh. I love that show. Speaking of fun things here, give us an origin, please. Oh, you get ready for an origin? Yes. This week, I have Cat Got Your Tongue. Now, we've all heard this. Cat Got Your Tongue? Oh, as yeah. in, uh, what, you don't have anything to say about that? So there are actually two stories on how this saying came into being. The first one says that it could have come from a whip called a Cat O' Nine Tails that was used by the English Navy for flogging, for, for discipline. And also, and, and, and often left the victim speechless because it hurt so much. And yeah. if you Google a cat of nine tails, you're like, really? People used to hit each other with that oh, yeah. thing? It's wrong. Yeah. Humans are pretty much insane and we always have been. <laughs> so that could be one origin of it. The cat got your tongue as in the cat of nine tails. The second origin may, be from, may have come from ancient Egypt where liars' tongues were mm. cut out as punishment oh, yeah. and fed to cats. Ooh. Much like in Islamic countries, uh, thieves have their hands cut off. Yep. Back in Egypt, people who lied, they had their tongues cut out yeah. and fed to cats. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Wow. We'd all be in trouble if that were really the case now, right? Oh, I mean, everybody's tongue would be cut out. <laughs> We'd all be like, <laughs> be a lot quieter, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's just that's <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Don't steal from me, Brian, because I might just chop your hand off. Okay. Well, don't lie to me or I might just cut your tongue out. Feed it there to you your go. cat. my main coon right that's right oh my gosh okay well there you go so isn't it amazing how many of these sayings that we use on a day-to-day basis usually are rooted in a pretty twisted history sometimes yeah i feel like a lot of them that was one of the darker origins yeah but there's a lot of them that have kind of a dark history not all of them of course like by and large was kind of fun but well thank you for sharing that appreciate that oh thank you man okay so i got so many more i can't wait man All right, so I wanted to share a couple of ideas, fun and creative ideas for celebrating the holidays here in 2020, even with quarantine or COVID or wherever the heck you're at. I know there's a lot of things that are not happening, 
A lot of us have traditions and fun activities we like to do. You know what? Maybe this is like a dream come true for those of you who hate the holidays. And it's like, (laughs) I don't have to do anything. Yay. There's no pressure. (laughs) Some people. Yeah. Hey, I, I get it. You know, if you've had bad experiences in your life, this is a tough time of year. So, but here are some fun things you can do if you do like this time of year. And, you know, these are things we found online and we just thought that this, these would be kind of fun. But we'd love your thoughts, too. Do these sound fun? Would you do some of these? Do you have any other ideas? We're just going to go through a couple. So for those of you who enjoy the, you know, the, the sweets and the baking process and other things like that, you can decorate Christmas cookies, not just bake them, but like go crazy with them. You know, if you yeah. like that kind of thing. Cookie like you cutters. did at grandma's house back in the day, right? Yeah, totally. And by the way, these are not just for adults, but these can also be for families and kids and other things too. So, you know, just coming up with totally. ideas for everybody. You don't get to go sit on Santa's knee this year. I'm sorry, Captain Influence. Really? I know <laughs> I you know, were looking really, forward to that. I'm totally bummed. You know that. I've, you weren't supposed to bring that up on the show, but I know, I'm sorry. you did. Every so, year, whatever. I know you like to go see him. Anyway, so you don't get to do that, but yeah. here's a good piece of news for you, Captain, and for anyone else. You can hop on a video call with Santa. There you go. Yeah, you, you, that's a really good idea. I wonder what the queue is like for that. He's got to have a Zoom queue. Oh, I know. Zoom queue. Is there a queue for Zoom? I don't know. But yeah, if, if there was, Santa would have it. Well, just like we always know that with Santa, you know, time is irrelevant. So he can pretty much talk to anybody at the same time if he really needs to. That's a good point. But anyway, you Santa can go to, have, it looks like yeah. Santa Club is what I'm, I'm seeing here to book a video conversation, but you got to pay 50 bucks. That's a little steep, I'm telling you, but it includes up to three children and allows you to keep a recording of the video. So that's kind of special. Yeah. So if you have a, if you have a, what, how many, what's math is hard. What, if you have four kids, it's like what? A hundred. (laughs) Is it $50 per kid? I think it's 50 per three kids. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I'm assuming, I mean, who knows? Maybe that maybe Santa would be nice and work. I mean, it depends on if you're on the naughty list or not. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out. God, they're like Captain's trying to divide 50 by three. What a, <laughs> what a dork. Well, I wonder if they would do it that way, but I think it's like 50 for up to three. And if you have a fourth child, you're screwed. <laughs> oh, but you know what? If you oh, have man. six, you're good. So I don't know. Whatever. It's kind of really like, not that stupid guys. I'm just math impaired. I just am sorry. It's kind of like the guy here that lives in our condo area that owns. He's one guy. He owns seven cars. Wait, really? Yeah. At seriously. Your condo. Yeah, like in the okay, area, and he, he parks them all over the money. place, and, and and well, most of them are like Geo Metros and stuff like that. Which <laughs> I don't, I don't know why you collect Geo Metros. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm not That's kidding. Awesome. I am not kidding. They're not nice cars. They're you know they're old cars. They're, they're cheap old small cars. They're yeah. commuters. They're the, you know get you from point yeah. A to point B. But the thing is, he drives every one of them, so it's not like they just sit there. Fascinating. Well, I don't hey, understand those. Different. Well, I mean, everybody collects, but I, I had a friend in, in high school <laughs> who collected cars, but then he'd flip them. And they were amazing. He'd get an old like muscle car and he would turn them into this beautiful thing and he'd turn around and sell them. So it was amazing. Now, why you would collect Geo Metros and not work on them, I don't get that. But whatever. I mean, one of these days I need to just go up and say, okay, tell me about your car collection story. I got to know behind the scenes here because I I don't understand this. Be careful. Be careful. He might be a serial killer. I'm just saying. Yeah, he could be. He could be. (laughs) Uh, What's next? Well, he has plenty of trunks. But anyway. Seven cars. My whole point is, is just round up to 10, man. Come on. Even number. Awesome. So if you have four kids, just round up to six. Otherwise, you're paying a hundred dollars for four. That's yeah, ridiculous. now you're doing math again on your losing. I know. Me. All right. Here's the other one I love, man. <laughs> decorate as festively as possible. I am so with this one. I mean, I love to go decorate. We nuts. go crazy. It's lampoon. Make it look like Christmas threw up in your house and it's the North Pole. <laughs> Booyah. I mean, come on. That's what it is. Go to town, man. Make the place look insane. 
Here's one that for those of you who enjoy this kind of thing, mix a cozy cocktail. To stretch that recommendation into the non-alcoholic range, I mean, there's all sorts of non-alcoholic cozy oh drinks like your peppermint hot chocolate. Yeah. That could totally fit within this category. Just totally. make a cozy holiday beverage and share it with your fam- family. I like that because the Boom. truth is, is you know, even wassail. Oh my gosh, wassail's really good. But you're right about that. So making something, whether you want to make it like a toddy or you don't, there's all kinds. Like, for example, there's a recipe here that has fresh apple cider, English breakfast tea bags, so the black tea style, mm. and then lemon, and then you know, you can throw in some bourbon, but you know, again, for the, <laughs> but for the people, it's got to be about alcohol. No, I'm saying for, that's the, that's the recipe, but if you don't want bourbon, the rest of it sounds really that's good funny. too. I mean, uh, tea, yeah. apple cider and lemon booyah. I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm actually now getting kind of excited about wanting to make some fun, non-alcoholic drinks again. Cause there's all kinds of fun things. One of the things we used to yeah. do with our Vitamix was you take pear and fennel and then mm. you you blend it up and it's it's literally just pear and fennel stock, by the way. But you can add in some cranberries if you want a little bit of a bitter taste. But it it's really cool because if you put it in a glass, it's all like white and crystally looking. So it literally looks like a magical winter drink. Interesting. And it tastes so good. And if you want a little, like I said, a little cranberry to add some tartness to kind of cut down on the sweetness and all, it's so good. But there are so many fun things you can do. And I was thinking of some some fun drink ideas. I'll have to come up with more for next week. Oh, can I do one? Yeah. Sing Christmas karaoke. Yes. Can, can we do On it? Zoom, yes, obviously. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You have to do it with your family, but schedule a Christmas karaoke party on Zoom with your family. I love it. Or friends or the world. Broadcast or, yeah, it friends. on YouTube. Yeah, of course, friends. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, we could do that Oh Holy Night. Remember that one that I played for everybody? Okay, so this is absolutely one of the worst Oh Holy Nights I've ever heard, and it is karaoke. So let me... Uh... You've heard this. Oh, wait, what movie is that from? <laughs> it's not a movie. Wait, I thought it was on a movie. No. This is karaoke, baby. If you could share this on the internet, you'd be famous. I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, wait I, for it. Oh, I'm so glad I got to play this for you guys this year. year every year this is a tradition oh my gosh let's just leave this going for a while hey while we're listening to this make christmas masks that you can wear out there you like that (laughs) everyone's really distracted (laughs) no seriously though christmas here comes your christmas masks though okay and sing this (laughs) auditory torture baby I love it. Uh, Are you sure that's not on a movie? No. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not. I've never seen it before, but there you go. Anyway, that is the joy of Christmas right there. Sing that (laughs) for all to hear just like an elf. But yes, please make some Christmas masks. Get creative. Maybe you could do like an angry Rudolph or something weird. Yeah. Or, or a resurrection metal. Yeah. Something for resurrection metal. Uh, Get your resurrection metal band together sing about the glory of Christ with a crazy resurrection metal mask on. There you go. So it could be like kiss, but painted like Santa Claus with the tongues hanging out. There you go. They're not really metal, but something like that. I don't think Jesus would be offended. Do you, Brian? I no. (laughs) I think it'd be fun, man. (laughs) He's up there jamming, you know, headbanging like, yeah, man. The other thing is, you know, if you can't do a party, 
host a virtual party. I know it's not the same, not at all, but it's better than nothing. And you get to at least see the friends and the family that you probably never want to see. And you can do the karaoke during the virtual. Yes. Oh, I love that. All right. For those of you who like games, play some games, do a Christmas puzzle, cook a festive meal. There's all kinds of fun things. Of course, watch Christmas movies. We love that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of music a few minutes ago, make a holiday playlist. I mean, I'm, I've got 15 of them and I, we listen to Christmas music all the time this time of year, but I'm sure some of you already have that. And if not, get yourself a holiday playlist to get on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever it is. Come on, have some fun with it. And you could play the resurrection metal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> play reindeer ring toss. Okay, now I've never seen this before, okay. but this this looks weird. So you get like a, a reindeer hat and people throw rings at your face and try to get the rings yeah. to land on the antlers. I mean, I come can't on. possibly see that going wrong in any no. family whatsoever, right? Especially like in this picture where she's standing in front of their large big screen TV. And right now you can see based on you guys can't see this, but if you were looking at the picture, we are. She has this body language saying, OK, now. Don't throw the ring at my face this time. Or at the TV behind me. It was funny the first 10 times. Yeah. But let's just keep that keep that down again. Let the, Go for the antlers, kids. Yes, please. No. Oh, no. And, and not into Stop the open it. fireplace behind me either. Yeah. She can just see it. She's all smiling like she's she's this like, okay, guys, that's, been a, that's enough. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if you, oh my gosh, this picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, seriously, it's like. Let's get the rings up on the antlers, but she's got like all these bruises on her face. And and the, and the TV's got a giant smash. In the, in the, <laughs> the rings in midair. And the TV's got this like giant in crack in it. And there's like one of them's burning in the fireplace in the background. And oh man, what a great time. Play ring deer ring toss with your kids, guys. <laughs> this will be a beautiful family event. You can attend, you know, socially distance outside events. There are actually some in our neighborhoods and city and stuff. So look around, see what you can find. Maybe you can make a rudimentary lathe or something. Go sledding. That's a great act, outdoor activity. Or if you're in California or somewhere warm, go get on the beach go or surfing. go surfing or something. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of fun activities, you know. And here's one of my favorites, which we need to do. We need to do almost every night is go drive around and look at Christmas lights. Especially yeah, nothing stopping you from doing that. Yeah. Nothing. Especially if you have one of those like really creepy looking vans with no windows, you can drive slowly that's definitely much more fun. You're right. I think that this year I would fully expect the Christmas light displays to be totally gaga out of this world because people are so stir crazy. We want this to be the best display ever. And so I bet there's a, I bet a lot of people who do that every year are going to go crazy like you guys did. Yeah. I've seen more so, Christmas lights up this year so far than I ever have. Wow. And people See? are still putting them up. So it's great. It's oh, I can't wait. This one's really cool. If you have a backyard or some back area, you can do a little, you know, COVID Christmas party outside, but everyone's like, oh, but it's cold, right? Again, depending on where you live, you can go crazy and quote, winterize your backyard. So you've got wearable blankets, you know, the hot hands kind of things that you can keep, Mm. you know, mitts and stuff, fire pit, outdoor heaters, outdoor, well, probably not an outdoor tent. They say that, but that's too much of a quote indoors thing. And then of course you got to put lights up and you can put out candles you can do all kinds of stuff, roast s'mores, have hot chocolate, hot toddies, warm soup, whatever the heck you want. Oh, you could roast chestnuts. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, and chickens. Oh, yeah. Dude. And chipmunks. Over the fire? Yes. Chipmunks roasting on an open fire. You know the song. Jack Frost when nibbling on your nose. When he's roasting on an yes. open fire. Oh, I love that. Okay, well, there's all kinds of fun things you could do for outdoor kind of things. So get creative and tell us 
what you end up doing or what ideas you have because I'm looking for some good ideas too. So please tell us. We'd love to hear it. I wanted to share something very, very positive here. Very positive. I thought this was really, really cool. It's a quote that Sarah found and I love it. Promote what you love instead of bashing what you hate. Yeah. Isn't that neat? We could all learn from that. Who yeah. quoted that? Who, whose quote is that? Or is that just it's some an anonymous? unknown quote? Ah, uh, yes. But here's what I love about it. It was a good reminder because I really bashed last week's Mandalorian episode. And I need to be a lot more careful about that and be a lot more better at <laughs> a lot more better. <laughs> I need to be a lot more better. I had to kind of you, uh, you uh, and grammar is like me and math, right? Man, no. me, me and grammar is like having some daggum fun. Okay. Promote what you love instead of bashing what you hate. I could have promoted some of the things that I loved about last week's Mandalorian episode and just saying that's all I have to say about that. I mean, you got to be honest. I loved what Miss I said. She said, you know, sometimes you still got to be real and you got to be honest. You got to tell them there are some things I was not a big fan of last week. This week, on the other hand, oh, man, was I excited. Oh, I loved this. Now, this is a lot of spoilers. It was actually an episode where they where they did a lot of exposition and you know, mixed with your typical side quest, of course, but the story actually moved forward and we don't want to give anything away. This is the episode that I personally, and I think many of us have been waiting for, by the way, Mandalorian episode five, by the way, this, this to me is the episode that we've all been waiting for. It's the thing they started from the beginning. And it finally is like, we are moving forward with story. We are finally getting the information we've been looking for and wanting who knows where they're going to go with it, but it was really, really good. They brought in a character that I am just extremely excited about. Just so much fun. A couple things. Should we just do it? Should we just nerd out a few minutes and close do your it. ears? Close do your it. ears. Close your you- ears, folks. Okay. Before we do this, let me just share one more thing. I'm going to jump jump here. Let me talk about <laughs> Christmas Chronicles 2 really quick because I'm not going to do spoilers. And then what we'll do is we will be 100% spoiler in the Mandalorian episode and then the Star Trek Discovery episode and then we'll wrap up the show. Okay. So for those of you who have not seen those and really don't want to be spoiled, then as soon as I'm done with Christmas Chronicles 2 and sharing one little piece of music for you to have for your playlist, then we'll get spoilery. You can pause and you can come back to the episode after you've watched those. So not yet. Christmas Chronicles 2 very quickly. I loved it. It was really fun. Is it as good as the first one? I would say it's different. The first one was really, really good. I enjoyed that one. This was a very different kind of good and fun. It was super magical. It was creative. It seemed like though in the beginning, it was definitely more geared towards kids than the first one was. But towards the end of the movie, it wasn't as much. The negatives for me are still the elves. Just didn't like the elves in the first one, and they kept them going in the second one. They're just weird. They're kind of juvenile to me. (laughs) Other than that, though, it was a good movie. I highly recommend it. And it's one of those that, like, you just really feel like you're transported into the magic of Christmas, the North Pole, that kind of stuff. So lots of fun. Netflix, right? Netflix, yep. A Christmas song for you is by Plum, and I love Plum. She has just an incredible voice. But she oh, did yeah. a I haven't heard really, Plum in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. She did a really fun version of the Christmas Vacation theme from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ah. It's really good. So I'm totally throwing that one up on the TRBS 2020 mix. Sweet. And it I'll also will be out. in my Real Brian's Gloriousness because it's just fun. So there you go. Okay, now we're going to get spoilery. This is the time for you to pause the episode and come back after you've watched Mandalorian and Star Trek Discovery, unless you don't, you don't care. care. <laughs> so here we go. Giving you plenty of time to pause. Okay, we're getting into okay. it. We're getting into it. Ahsoka Tano is in the episode, and I was so excited. And by the way, I stand very corrected 
because you said she'll be in the next episode and I'm like, yeah, right. She won't be in until next season. <laughs> she was in the next episode. Thank you. I'm so glad. Well, I'm so glad I was wrong. Fair, but to be fair, you had you had every reason to think that but yeah. given the track record of the show. So, yeah, but it's good to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> she had her white lightsabers, which I was so excited about. They kept that detail in there, which yeah, is so neat. I never watched. What was she on? Uh, she was Star in Clone Wars, Wars um, and she was in the Clone Rebels. Wars. Okay, both of those. I didn't watch either of those. Not one episode. So I didn't know who she was. Okay, but I appreciate that they tied her into this. Yeah, I always like when they tie lore together. I really appreciate the thought that goes into that. So Ahsoka Tano is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. He, oh, okay. He had a Padawan once he became a Jedi Knight. She's a Togruta is the name of the race, you know, with the big, huge ears and the, and the, oh yeah. Not to be confused with a Twi'lek. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. it's similar. Different race. They, they both look like they have slugs on their heads. Anyway. Yeah. She was really an interesting Padawan and I actually really loved her character. I thought it was really cool. And she used to carry a green lightsaber somewhere along the line. And I don't want to give too much away on this in case you want to go back and watch him, but she walked away from the Jedi order. There were some really, really interesting reasons behind it. And the story behind it was amazing. By the way, she actually fought. This is another interesting reason that they bring her in. She fought in the siege of Mandalore. Oh, okay. And so Mandalorians and Jedi don't always have a lot of good history because of kind of what happened. If you watch the Clone Wars and and Rebels, you'll see some of that story. And they mention that in the episode, don't they? Yeah. And you'll start to understand why like, oh, interesting. There's some history here. Well, so anyway, she's fully trained as a Jedi and she was getting ready, I think, to take her tests and go through the trials. But Basically, the point was, is that she left the Jedi Order and she had good reason, by the way. And there is a lot of reason about, you know, we we heard this in the movies, like, is the Jedi Order corrupt? Hmm. What about the Empire? Well, the Empire is corrupt. The Sith are corrupt. So what does that leave? She gave up the Jedi Order and she left her lightsaber and walked away. And then later on, she forged her own new lightsaber. And apparently the story behind this is that she killed an inquisit one of the Sith Inquisitors, which of course they all use red lightsabers. And I was reading about this. I thought this was kind of cool. I nerded out. the The lore Very is much. that as they they harness the dark energy, the dark force, it creates the red lightsaber. That's how you get that hmm. red glow. And so yeah, what she did is she took the kyber crystals out of those lightsabers and she purified them with the force, and it turned them white. With the light side of the force, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. The thing that Dave Filoni, by the way, who directed and wrote this episode, by the way, of the Mandalorian. Ah, yeah. His whole point was, is that the white symbolizes one purifying the red lightsaber from the evil side, essentially the dark side and making it light side. And also because she is not a Jedi nor a Sith, because Jedi use green, blue, yellow, purple, you know, all those and Sith use Mm -hmm. red. Well, because she's neither then it's appropriate for her to have white. Hmm, okay. So I thought that was just such a cool, but did we know that? No, you have to go look that stuff up. Cool I thought that story, was bro. so cool though. Like what an amazing yeah, lore. That is, that is actually kind of interesting. Yeah. And, and by the way, the actress that played Ahsoka was Rosario Dawson, who I just, I love her and she did yeah, such what a good job. she been in? I've seen her before, but I, well, she I was in men in black too, for sure. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's she's, uh, I, I think, think she's in uh, Westworld. Okay. Oh, I think so. She's in a lot. Yeah. She's yeah. really good, but I loved her because like she, you could tell she studied Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars and from Rebels. You could tell. I mean, every single like yeah. mannerism and the way she spoke and the way she moved even and what she wore. I was like, dang detail, baby. And yeah. as I mentioned, this was a Dave Filoni episode. It was written and directed by him. I love Dave Filoni. I know he's part of the Mandalorian, but you could tell this was crafted like he would want it. And that and by the way, Dave worked with George Lucas. 
you know, so he's not just the new generation. He also got to work with George on some of the other things. So Mm. I'm a huge fan of that. They did a phenomenal job. And by the way, in the very beginning, I'm like, that sounds like Michael Bean. It looks like Michael Bean. <laughs> Holy I didn't crap. Even recognize it is him. Michael Bean. Yeah. <sighs> this is news to me. This is news to me. I, I, I didn't know who that actor was. I, I didn't recognize him as Michael Bean and I should, but I did not. So he's in this episode. Yeah. And for those of you who are like, who's Michael Bean? Oh my gosh. He was big in eighties movies. He was in aliens. He was in, he was John Terminator. Connor, the original Sean Connor in yeah. Terminator. He's in the lot. He, he was, James Cameron's go-to guy for yeah. like a three-year span in the 80s. He is an 80s icon yeah. in Hollywood. So this was something that I thought was interesting is that the Beskar is impervious to lightsabers. I did not yeah, know that. that was interesting. Yeah, that's... So it's impervious to blasters and lightsabers. What can destroy Beskar? I have no idea. That's interesting to mm-hmm. me. We get Baby Yoda's name. Yeah, and you and, I, you and I vary on what we heard for the name. What did you hear? Grogu. Yeah, and I heard Brogu as in Brogu. Yeah, I yeah. looked it up too just to see if anyone else was because okay. I didn't know how to spell it, and it is Grogu, and everybody's Brogu, spelling okay. it G R O G U is what it okay, is. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I thought it was Brogu, but yeah, we get to we finally get Baby Yoda's name. Yeah, this I yeah. loved this. So they're saying, well, his history. We find out that he was one of the younglings trained on Coruscant back uh. in the episode two and episode three days pre order 66 before they killed all the younglings, but he wasn't in the room when Anakin killed all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So he was hidden. And then after that, somebody took him and then it seemed like they, they wiped his memory and then all of a sudden he just kind of appeared. So, and then, Oh, and they mixed in Yoda's music when Ahsoka mentions Yoda. Yes. Oh my God. did. That was really cool. Yeah. And by the way, from like, episode five, the old baby Yoda sounds Grogu sounds that have been, you know, okay. First of all, Driving us crazy. The, the, ba- yes. the human baby sounds have been driving me crazy. This episode was the old baby Yoda sounds that he was making like in the first season that wasn't human oh. sounding. And there was yeah, a lot less like of these them. weird, like these weird grunts, like <clears throat> but that's what he's right. always done. Yeah. It, right. And it wasn't as annoying. It wasn't that <laughs> anymore. It was more yeah. about, you know, it was what it used to be. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And then. And then two more. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is some of the best story I've seen. I think it's probably my favorite episode now of the series. They mentioned well, Tython. Yeah. You got to go to Tython. And I'm like, Tython. Oh, my gosh. I know this planet. Well, first of all, it's in the Star Wars lore. It's been in some books, but it was in Star Wars, the old Republic that we used to play. Mm-hmm. It's the okay. starting planet for the Jedi. And the history of Tython is it's the supposedly the birthplace of the Jedi order. It's like one of the original, yeah. if not the original Jedi temple. And they mentioned a huge name. Oh, oh big, big in the lore, especially if you've read the first trilogy of novels for Star Wars that came out a few years after Jedi yeah. was released in the theaters by Timothy by Zahn. Timothy Zahn. Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn is mentioned. And not only was he in the books, but he was in Star Wars Rebels and they're bringing him into this story. Oh, my gosh. That guy was one of the most Dude. ruthless post emperor leaders of the empire. Yeah. Post Vader. Amazing. Post Vader. Yeah. So, I mean, we finally have something here that is just so incredible and they delivered on everything we've been asking. And now it's like, okay, now we know we're going in all of these different directions that gives me hope. And I still hold true that it makes episode four completely useless. Like if they had never done episode <laughs> four and this was episode four, we'd be much further along. <laughs> that, Understood. That's yeah. my theory. No, I- so. I hear you. And, and you I know, I, I appreciate your dissection of this, of this episode because you have, you've seen 
the source material for this episode, and I have not. So my review of the episode wasn't quite as shining because I didn't know who. I didn't have the history of Ahsoka Tano to go by. And so all of that you just said was helpful, actually, because to me, I thought it was a good but kind of slow episode because I didn't have that lore background that you do on on those characters. So, But I did did think it was a good episode, but I got to say, without knowing all that background, it was kind of slow cool atmospherics by the way yeah really 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 neat that these big big dinosaur things in the background eating trees and stuff what really did it for me was mentioning admiral thrawn yeah oh my god really are you kidding so for me this is the most that's happened yet in any Mm -hmm. episode because of what i know and that's why i was so excited so even though it was quote slow this is by far the most story that they have told yet yeah it was superficially slow let's put it that way yeah all right let's talk star trek discovery i don't have a whole lot to talk about, um, but there were some really cool things about this episode that were fun, but why don't you uh, start first? We're not going to go into near as much detail with this as we did with uh, Mandalorian, but I thought it was another great episode. It mm-hmm. was very Trek. It just, it just yeah. felt Trek to me. I don't know. Me too. They tied in some of the lore that they established in the Picard series yes. with the Kuat Malat. Yep. The character was a member of that order, of that, of that ancient Romulan order, but her lines were not written in such a way that it was like, oh, yeah, you can see the connection there. But that being said, that, that did not in really any way detract from the episode. I thought that the dialogue was great. Everything was good. The only issue, this is a minor thing, but it's, it's, it's this series is Baby Yoda. It's the emotional yeah. scenes. Every single episode, they try to pull on your heartstrings at some point. And I don't mind that once in a while. I really don't. But I think even for an emotional person like me, that gets old after a while. And I think they should lay off the emotional scenes a little bit. There's a scene in every episode where the characters have glossy eyes. You know, yeah. they're like, ah! and, they're, and, and it's a cue. It's an emotional cue for the audience to do the same. And that just gets uncomfortable after every episode. So, but, but again, that did not detract from the episode per se. It's just an observation. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And also... <laughs> most of the reviews that I have seen are saying the exact same thing. Like they're just like, okay, this has become emotional Trek instead of star Trek. It's, it's over the top. These are military officers who are trained. I mean, think about military officers in general. I know a lot of people who've been in the military. They are not this emotional. And if they are, it's not on the surface. And that's the thing because they're trained that they have to go into very tough situations regardless of what you feel. And so the amount of emotion that's going on in the show is not only annoying, but it's like not actually (laughs) accurate. It just doesn't, it shouldn't exist. They're breaking the rules again with the the world that they've created. And I, I fully agree with that. And I think it's, it's something that they're going down the wrong path with. All right, let's talk about Tilly. Tilly. (laughs) This was interesting to, I think both of us. So go for it. Yeah. Captain Saru wants to make Tilly his acting first officer. Now, the way they're developing Tilly as a character now is 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 fine. I mean, I, I, both of us are liking her now, whereas she's been annoying the first two seasons. But now she they're they're finally writing her in, in a way that is much more palatable, if you will. But to make her an ensign, acting first officer over all the other bridge officers and potential candidates yeah. is just a little gratuitous. I'm I sorry, agree. it just it doesn't is. make sense again. Just like the emotion. But again, that being said, those two things, I thought it was a very good Trek episode. And you're right. Yeah. It is gratuitous and it is, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but here's a positive too, is that that little thing where, you know, he, she's, she's asking Stamets, it's like, should I do this? And he's kind of like, what? <laughs> Why I would thought, I take, 
yeah, taking why would I take orders, orders from, from you, you would be weird yeah yeah and i thought he was going to say something really snarky but he just ended up with saying it was weird well he got called away but it was kind of like that that's exactly the reaction that probably (laughs) should have happened she's an ensign she doesn't have any experience and she's kind of like why would you pick me and she's and she's awkward yeah yeah and then the thing that i really liked and this is where i i think the emotion was okay was yeah where they all got together and they said yes to tilly like say yes say yes everybody's saying that and and the crew around her empowered her to choose to be the first officer and also interestingly enough even though amidst her inexperience they trust and they respect her and that was cool to me so that was one yeah. of those things where okay maybe that is a weird decision but the crew is going to get behind her and that's exactly what they should do and that was beautiful so i agree with you 100 the other main thing that i just absolutely loved in this episode which i thought was wonderful is that first of all it's it's very fascinating to see everything from the future perspective i think they're doing a really really good job and mm-hmm. they're bringing together and doing a very nice tribute to the original series the original movies the next generation and Picard, like we just talked about with the co-op mail a lot. Mm-hmm. And also they're doing nice tributes to Spock slash Leonard Nimoy. And also yes. say Admiral Jean-Luc Picard, right? Really cool things, how they're tying everything together. You're seeing the history and I'm going, see, this is what makes it so beautiful for me. That's my thought. Yeah, dude. What fun, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Really, yeah. thank you, Captain, for being on the show as always. Really appreciate oh, it. No problem, dude. But thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of, of us and our time. Every single Friday, we get to nerd out together. We get to have a good time. We get to end our week right. So thank you. If this is not the most Christmassy thing ever, I don't know what is. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If cinnamon rolls were crunchy instead of gooey, would I still like them as much? Probably, but only if they don't make the roof of my mouth bleed. You know what the music means? That's right. Oh, dude, you know what's so funny? I am so with you on that. I hate crunchy stuff. It makes my mouth bleed at the roof, too, and gooey cinnamon rolls is where it's all at, and Deep Thoughts is the most Christmassy thing ever. Dude, say it. Say it, brother. Say it. All right. We'll see you next week. Have an amazingly glorious week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.